This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. Good evening and welcome to Brandon House. No, it's not. Lindell Report. Brandon House Live comes on later. Have it, have it, have it. Sorry about that. Uh, I am in for Mike Lindell on the Lindell Report. And tonight, folks, I am going to have with me, well, you guys all know who he is. Even if you don't know him by name, you will know who he is. John Paul Mac Isaac. He's the owner of the computer repair shop where Hunter Biden apparently and reportedly abandoned his now infamous laptop. And he is addressing the news about some additional 450 gigabytes of information existing related to the Hunter Biden laptop. He put out a statement just the other day. It was published at the Gateway Pundit, and he is going to join us live tonight. Let me repeat. We are going to be joined live tonight by John Paul Mac Isaac, the owner of the re computer repair shop where Hunter Biden abandoned his now infamous laptop. Now, I would ask that you tweet. I don't know if you can do that or not. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know if Twitter would allow that. Maybe one day they will. I guess there's news about Elon Musk, huh? We'll see where that goes. That's interesting. But tweet, text, email, Facebook. Again, I don't know if they'll let you do that. A call. Then, then text and call an email and tell people to tune in to Lindell TV. We are going to run a, an 11-minute clip first. Okay, we're going to run an 11-minute clip first about some of the MyPillow products and things that uh, we did yesterday. We're going to run that 11 minutes again because we got such a huge response, and we need your support, folks. We need your support to pay these bills, to keep this network going. It is 11 minutes of us explaining a lot of the wonderful products that are available at, at MyPillow. So you've got 11 minutes. You've got 11 minutes to tweet, text, email, Facebook, call friends, and tell them we are about to interview live. He's over in another country. We're going to ask him, why is he in another country? Why is he in another country? Is he concerned for his safety? These are reasonable questions in today's environment, are they not? So you've got 11 minutes to call, text, tweet, email, Facebook, Tell them to tune in to LindellTV.com, FrankSpeech.com, LindellTV.com for this exclusive interview with John Paul Mac Isaac, the owner of the computer repair shop where Hunter Biden abandoned that laptop. All right? So we are going to go to that in just one second. Now, before we do... Let me also tell you that tonight on Brandon House Live, starting the news, the news starts at um, 7 o'clock Central. But tonight I'm going to have on with me Mike Adams for the first 30 minutes. Then I'm going to go to Senator Kelly Townsend. She is the state senator from Arizona about, uh, well, I, I guess there's a hospital in Arizona trying to pull the plug on, on uh, a person. And the family is not having it. The family doesn't want the plug pulled. And then we're going to have on a mom. And we've got a situation there with a young child needing a transplant but doesn't have the COVID jab. So what are they going to do? Let this child die? I mean, these are sad stories. But we have to use our platform, I think, to help people. 
We have people reaching out to us saying, can you now use this massive megaphone you have of Lindell TV to bring the American people's attention to the cause of what's taking place in our life? So we're going to do that tonight. So we have several very, very important interviews tonight uh, for Brandon House Live starting at 7 p.m. Central with the news, with the Worldview Report, and then 7.30 Central, Brandon House Live starts. All right. So with that, I want to go to... What's wrong, Logan? All right, they're they're telling me I have 45 seconds before I can start playing this 11 minutes, okay? So while we're waiting, there's no reason to go to a commercial break than to go to this. So while we're waiting, let's go to a live shot. It's kind of like the helicopter tracking the the, uh, traffic, but this live shot up above us is not the traffic. It's Delta on her MyPillow pet bed, our studio dog with her MyPillow pet blankets. They did come out with these MyPillow pet blankets. And she does like those. So she's here. She's in the studio. And uh, uh, all is well with the world. All right. So we're happy that she's here with us. And I hope you'll get your dog, your pets, a MyPillow pet bed. Everybody loves to see a shot of our studio dog, Delta. She's quite popular around here. All right. With that being said, did we just spend enough time to let that file transfer, guys? (laughs) They're counting down into my ear. All right. So I guess it's ready. Can I go? Ready, ready. All right. All right, now, what's happening from right now, 11 minutes, once this clip starts playing, 11 minutes from now, you have John Paul Mac Isaac, the owner of the computer repair shop where Biden abandoned his now infamous laptop, is going to be with us in 11 minutes. Let's get a big audience here, exclusive interview. He's not in the country. We'll find out all the details after this 11 minutes. Watch this. Okay, everybody, bombshell proof. I want uh, you click on that. Um, and then we remember when we go all the way down, there's a, there's a button. Yeah, he's made a different button now. Okay, will you click on that? It says what? What does it say? Uh, access and download supporting documentation. Right, so now you're going to click on that green button. There it is, you guys. Dominion Exposed. So you're going to get to this Dominion Exposed page. Go down now. Go down. And you see all that information? You guys, this is, keep going. This is information that you're seeing there. This is actual screenshots, Brandon, from inside the machines. Okay, open them up. Spread it out so we can read this. Um, Right, see these guys, um, you guys, this is stuff from inside the machines. So now it says how to use. If you're a... If you're a cyber guy, or, or let's say you're Alan Duke, maybe Alan Duke hasn't been getting back to me. He's the fake book fact checkers. You guys, you're going to get to this page. What we have here, you guys, we, we this is what's inside. It's Dominion Exposed. So if you're a cyber guy, and you're uh, some of your cyber guys, we wanted to make it easier for you. Once the zip file is downloaded, there's your instructions right there. Uh, Object Explorer. This isn't for... The people that don't know, I, I could never do this, Brand. I don't know what I'm doing with, uh, you know, I'm not a cyber guy or and not even a, an IT guy. So, but these, we put this on there because we were we were having people out there that are pretty good in IT saying, how do you use this? How can I, I want to look inside those machines. Those, okay, so go up a little bit more. You guys, this is what's inside if you blow it up again. Blow it up as big as you can so we can see those lines. So you guys, anyway, what we're showing you guys is these are the things that are inside 
all this stuff we don't understand, but cyber guys do. Okay, we're going to go all the way down. This is just screenshots we took from inside the machines, everybody. This, it's over for them. It's over for Dominion. And now we got ESNS tied in. This is all, they're all guilty. I'm going to do a call to action. We really need everybody's help. Use that promo code L77 to save on all your MyPillow products. You guys, we, um, I know a lot of you out there, consumer confidence dropped in our country about six weeks ago to the, about 25 to 30%. Not just on my pillow, that's all products across the country. People are, Brandon, people are scared. Yep. They're going, I got, I got five or four to $8 gas out there, depending what state you're in. And then they got this, this Ukraine thing going on. You got all these things that's this, this all manifested from a stolen election. And I wanna tell you all, if you're gonna buy anything right now, if you want to support and get this stopped, because the only way to stop it is to get these guys out of power and get our elections fixed. And you can do that because everything we're doing right now is what's going to help save this country, period. Uh, we've got all these things going on. We got, we got injunctions coming against every state, starting with Arizona, preliminary injunctions to get rid of the machines. We've got another, another thing we're starting, remember, with the mail-in votes that came in from overseas for our military. We're canvassing states. We're going county by county to get rid of the machines. And you can all help support that by using, getting something in return. Use that promo code L77 at MyPillow.com. Yeah, on Frank's speech, you guys, we have the best products. We have the best price and said, in fact, my son came into my office today, Brandon. He goes, you know, you can't have these prices over at Frank's speech. We're losing money. Three of the products we're actually losing money on right now at Frank's speech. But I want to get everybody, I want to get everybody over to Frank's speech and to get to a uh, because to get the app, you guys get out there, sign up. We have our app. We're on the App Store, the the Apple Store. Go ahead. So when you get here, you guys look at these specials. There's one of them that we don't make. They'll make money on. These are the Giza Dream bed sheets. These are closeout colors, stripes, flannels. They're, they're as low as twenty nine ninety nine. You guys, that's seventy three percent off. My son just said that, and I said, okay, we're gonna just have it up for a couple more days. I said, we're doing a big. Uh, a big announcement of Frank Social coming. That app will be coming up. It's very similar to Facebook, you guys. It's going to be amazing. That's coming out within seven days. We've done. We've already done it. We're doing the beta right now, and uh, it's been. It's absolutely awesome. Go to the next one, Brand. Or let's see what kind of products you got here today. Oh, by the way, if you order today, you get my free book uh, using that promo code. Using the promo code L77. Right there, you have the towels. There's another one. We lose money on them. My son just told me that, Dad, you can't sell the six-pack of towels for $29.99. And he's right. Cotton has went skyrocketed. We use USA Cotton. And uh, these are the best towels ever. You can, you guys, they work. You know, towels, brand. if they feel lotiony and and the store. Right, right. And uh, you get them home and they don't wash water off. Well, here, ours actually absorb and they're soft. What a concept. Um, you do, you, do you have my top? My wife loves them. Are you kidding? Well, what's wrong with you? Keep going back to the thing. <laughs> to the okay. I, I didn't ask you if your wife loves them. Do you love them? Do you try Yeah, them? I love them. But you know, if the wife is happy, I'm happy, but she, she's, yeah, okay. she loves the them. So one. I love them. Yeah. Okay. Well, you should love them because they dry you. Well, they do. They do. <laughs> the slippers, you guys, the slippers, this is a huge, huge slipper. So 50% off. 
And everybody I talk to, I use the slippers for shoes. They're made with technology that no one in the world has. They're patented technology. They're actually, there's soybeans in there. It's a, it's made, it's called, they're made out, it's an impact gel made out of U.S. soybeans. This impact gel is so amazing. It's a, it, you can it, you can use these like shoes even better than shoes because you don't you don't get fatigued uh, standing all day or walking or and uh, and then you get all the comfort of a slipper but the durability of a shoe. Now uh, let me just say on the on these slippers, this is my favorite product next to the pillow. I I have this one I have this one here, uh, and I also have this one back here the far back on the last row in the back. Right on. I love those. They're by my yeah, bed. They are, they are awesome. You they guys, are. It took, two, it took a year and a half to develop those slippers. They brought me stuff and different things that went in there. There's like five layers. If we had the time here, if anyone's seen my slipper commercial on TV, it's not just uh, put, a, put a bottom on a, on a slipper and put some fur in there. There's five layers of technology. There's a lot of science that goes behind it. Okay, so now we have, you guys... This is the overstock sale. We're going to hit this hard tonight because we really need we need to get back to where we were to right, to keep uh, this thing to my pillow my pillow going strong, Frank's speech going strong, and this channel going strong. So here's our overstock sale, everybody. Brandon, could you click on that? If you can scroll down, now I'm going to show people what's all on this. This is amazing. Look at these things. You have our. Why don't you read that, Brandon? You got the uh, you got the my pillows as low as nineteen ninety eight. Right, nineteen ninety eight for my pillows. That's the lowest price in history. Period. You got Bar the none. body okay. pillow with body pillowcase regularly yeah. one almost one eighteen now thirty nine ninety nine. Right. Look at the sleepwear, you guys. That sleepwear, I didn't. I I haven't even had a chance to look at all, but we've got so much sleepwear and. Uh, uh, you could save up to seventy percent off. What happened there? We 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 bought in. Uh, th this was Bob, my procurement guy, and we put and we Bob buys all of these. We bought sleepwear um, in every category, every size, shape, whatever. And uh, so his right now to get down in skews, we bought we're we're closing out some of these or we're overstocked in them. So you know. Hey, thanks, Bob. We can look at we can get save up to seventy percent on that. We can thank Bob for this. This is amazing. Um, the go anywhere my pillows, you guys. Look at those, Brandon. If you see there, you guys, you get a pillow right here for nine ninety nine. Look at the pillows. You got Mount Rushmore. You got me with the flag. Can you blow that up a little bit there? Or just or maybe yeah. you can't. Um, you guys, look at there on the flag. There's Frank Speech ones. There's Mount Rushmore. There's American flags. You guys, these are the best pillow. I use them more than I use my cell phone. They're absolutely awesome. So then you got the bath towels. You guys can buy individual bath towels, save up to 70%. What we did, you guys, we Bob brought, bought so many towels of the individuals that to match what we bought. And then we gave such a great price to you all on the on the six packs. So now we're, we're we, you know, these are overstock. We're getting, we're getting our inventory down. We're passing the savings on to you. You guys, you can't beat this. You want to try the towel? Here's your chance to tie, try one towel, one washcloth. You're going to go, wow, these are the, the best things in history. Ten-year warranty on every all my stuff. You know that. Look at this. We have my pillow quilts, my pillow um, blankets. You guys, the blankets are, uh, they're the best blankets ever. All different kinds. That's another thing. We bought so many different kinds of blankets. I want to bring it down to some skews because we've got um, 
You know, we're getting to have so much in our warehouse. I have two 500,000 square foot warehouses, Brandon. Because we're launching my store, we're bringing in all these entrepreneur products. So I've got to get down my blankets and stuff down to maybe carrying one or two kinds. Here we have so many kinds that Bob and them went out and got. We've got, we're past the savings on. Some of these will be closed out uh, because just making room for our great entrepreneurs. So look at those down comforters, Brand. Now, I, I know you're going to want a lot of this stuff. Um, you've got the duvet covers. You've got the down comforters. These are the best down comforters you'll ever sleep on. I know, you know what? I know it's, uh, it's coming into summer, but these, uh, these are year-round. They're beautiful down comforters, and you're saving 70%. You're never going to get that savings again in history. We're in a perfect place. The weighted blankets. Now, I have people tell me about these all the time, the weighted blankets. Yeah, and those we're closing out. Or we're, we're over it. We, Bob bought a lot of those, too. We've got to get, we gotta get make room for these entrepreneurs. And anyway, keep going. Look at the pillowcases. You want to try our Giza cotton pillowcase for $9.99 for a set? Are you kidding me? They're normally $49 a set. Couch pillows, everybody. This is the last one I'll tell you about. The couch pillows are awesome. Remember, remember, Brandon, when you sleep on a couch, how annoying is that? Or even if you're laying on a couch. Oh, yeah, what's this decorative pillow there for? Who cares about a decorative pillow? I want to be able to use it too. I can, so I, you know what? Let's make them look nice, but let's put them with a patented fill of my pillow in there, and you can lay on them while you're on the couch or lean back, and you feel comfortable, you know. And uh, and that's where it's at. All right, welcome back. Glad you're with us. That's very important, folks. We have to have your support to keep this network going, cover the bills, and keep growing, expanding. All right. Now, joining me, as I told you, and I hope you guys have alerted everybody, gotten us the biggest crowd, exclusive interview live right now with John Paul Mac Isaac. He is the uh, owner of the computer repair shop where apparently Hunter Biden just abandoned his laptop and we all know what's on that. But what, what else is circulating out there? Is it all true that another, what, 100, 450 gigabytes? Is that true? Is that fraudulent? What's going on? He joins us now. Um, sir, John, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks for joining us, John. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, first of all, I, again, I don't want to ask a question that's going to put you at risk, but you, you have left the United States, right? Uh, no, I, I haven't. Um, I, I, uh, I left Delaware shortly after I closed my shop on November 5th. Um, I, I went out to Colorado. I used to live out in Colorado. I was familiar with the area. I have a lot of uh, support structure out there as far as family and aunts and uncles, so... Kind of hit out in Colorado for the better part of a year. Um, unfortunately, I had to come back to Delaware. Okay. Um, well, I, 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 did you know that there was a report going around that you'd left the country? Well, there's there's somebody else that fled the country to Switzerland, uh, but that's a that's a, a different whistleblower. Apparently. Okay. All right. Well, maybe that's where the confusion is. All right. Let's talk about your repair shop. Remind our audience. Obviously, your repair shop was in Delaware, correct? Yep. Wilmington, Delaware. And you're the owner. You're the owner. Yep. Okay. When did when did this laptop of of uh, Biden, Hunter Biden, get dropped off? Did he drop it off? Were you there the day he dropped it off? Well, this this whole ordeal started for me on April twelfth, twenty nineteen. So basically three years and two days ago, um, Hunter Biden walked into my shop about ten minutes before closing. Did you recognize him? Did you recognize him? Well, I'm an oculocutanic albino. I have an operational vision of about four to eight inches. I can see shapes clearly, usually about four to eight feet. 
Um, so when customers come in and my counter is about three feet wide, I really don't know who they are until they start talking. And I don't recognize them unless I've heard them before. Uh, this customer I had never seen before. Once I started the check-in process and I requested his contact information, his first name, last name, uh, he seemed surprised I, I didn't recognize him, almost a little smug about it. But uh, I checked him into the system and I realized when I saw one of the MacBook Pros had a Bo Biden Foundation sticker on top of it. I, and I knew because I used to see a young lady up in uh, Philadelphia, so I'd take the Amtrak every time I go see her, and I would go underneath the sign that said Bo Biden, and the Amtrak station was named after Hunter's deceased brother. So my, in, my first instinct was, this guy's a mess, he's come in here with his dead brother's computers, and he just wants the data off. So I cut him a deal on price, I, I tried to hook him up the best I could with one of the machines. Uh, one of the machines, there were three Macs total. One of them was a complete write-off. The uh, second you, you one... When you say complete write-off, you mean it was it was so old and bad it had to just dispose of it? Yeah. All three were suffering from liquid damage. Uh, one just had bad keys, so I let Hunter borrow or, or keep, apparently, a keyboard. Uh, the other one was just non-operational. Because Apple solders the hard drives onto the logic boards, you can't just pull the drive and stick it in something else to recover the data. You have to kind of get these things up and running. And if they don't turn on, you're never going to get the data off. So the third Mac that I checked in, I could take the data off, but I had to charge it and then piecemeal the data off of it before the battery would die, then sit there and charge it up again. And this process took about uh, probably about 12, 13 hours. What, during, what did you say his reason for bringing the computers in was? He just wanted the data off of them. Did he want them put onto an external hard drive or what? So uh, I told him I could check in the machine. I could back up to our store server. When the backup was complete, I would give him a ring. And then he would go out to Best Buy, pick up a, a one terabyte hard drive, and then drop it off. And then I would uh, transfer everything back. He showed he did tokens. Have... Did he ask you about, hey, uh, are you going to make copies? Will anyone else see this? How secure will it be? I have sensitive yeah. stuff on here. Anything like that? No. It was just, I checked it in, did the recovery. I called him the next day. He showed up the following Monday, dropped off a drive, asked me to bill him. I gave him a bill and an invoice, told him it would be ready the next day, called him, no response, called him again, no response, and again. And then finally, after 90 days, uh, it was abandoned and became my property. Does he sign something that states after 90 days it becomes your mm -hmm. property? Yep. So after... So at this point, 2019, uh, you had no reason to think anything, correct? Well, at this point, when he checked it in, and even when I was completed with the repair on the 17th, or the, the recovery on the 17th, he, uh, his dad hadn't announced his candidacy. So it really didn't cross my mind that I was sitting on something that was a concern. I, unfortunately, during the transfer process, when I was recovering the data, I had to verify the data that I was copying. And that's when I was made aware of a lot of the sensitive content that was on the computer, but also a lot of uh, documents pertaining to foreign money uh, and what perceived to be foreign influence. But again, this was not the son of a presidential candidate. This was just some guy. It wasn't until a couple weeks later where I started to get nervous. And I was nervous because somewhere in Hunter's possession, was a piece of paper that gave me permission to go through his drive and recover his data. And I was afraid that the Secret Service, which has demonstrated constantly how overprotective they are of the Biden family, 
was going to see this piece of paper, realized I was sitting on his laptop, and then they were going to make the laptop disappear, and who knows what was going to happen to me. So towards the end of the summer, I made the decision that I, I needed to get this to the FBI. I really, by that time, felt like I was sitting on, if anything, evidence to a criminal investigation, but I didn't know, and I just felt the, the, the safest place for this thing would be the FBI. So I had my father reach out to the FBI office in Albuquerque. Uh, Your they, father a lawyer? Uh, my father, no, but he's a retired colonel in the Air Force, so he holds a little bit more weight than, than I do in, in dealing with situations like this. And plus, I was trying to keep my name and my identity a secret because I'm sitting here in Wilmington, Delaware with a shop uh, that has been open for 10 years, and, and I have a place in my community, and I knew that if this ever got out, I would be destroyed. So I had my father reach out to the uh, Albuquerque uh, FBI. Uh, they promptly told him to lawyer up and get out and not talk about this. So we didn't know what to do. And then about a month later, the FBI reached out to my father again. And then this time, they wanted to know where I was and if I, they would, I would be willing to talk to them. And this was about November, beginning of November 2019. Had some conversations with the FBI. They came to my house, and uh, they still declined to take it. Um, they, didn't, they didn't want to touch it. They wanted so me, to know. Let me get this straight. Are you saying basically, John, take this. I don't want this. Take this off my hands. Please take this. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted it out of my shop first. Above all, though, I wanted some form of legal and, I don't know, physical protection, if you will. Like, I figured if there was a paper trail showing that I followed the rules and I submitted this and I have people that I can call and so in case something happens. Uh, that's all I really wanted was some level of safety. And uh, so I was a little disappointed in November when the FBI visited me. Let me ask and, you this. Uh, how, how did they treat you when they, when you're saying here, please take this? How, how, what was their response to you? How were, I mean, you've obviously you've dealt with thousands of people if you had a computer shop for 10 years so you're probably pretty good at knowing when someone's being very respectful and very interested in helping you and or being evasive or is uh, very nervous about what's going on how did how did they respond to your request you know the fbi seemed very receptive uh they asked me what my concerns were i voiced them i said that i was concerned that there was individuals foreign and domestic that if they knew what i knew was on this laptop that i felt like my life was in serious danger and what they say I, when you said that um, they, they wrote it down. They, they basically just nodded their heads and said, okay. And then I asked, will you take it? And they said, no, uh, we have to talk to our legal team. And, and I was just like, well, great. Now the circle of people that know that I have this is getting larger. And so I still were you now it. wishing you had not made that call to them? No, because I, I believe that the system is in place. And if we don't believe the system is if the, if the system doesn't work and it, because it's broken and you fix it, and this might be just a naive repairman's point of view, but I don't think if, if you ignore the system, then the system's guaranteed to fail. So I knew I had to, the FBI was the proper channel that this needed to go through. Um, imagine my relief when on December 9th, they showed up at my shop with a subpoena to actually collect everything because this was exactly what I wanted. Why the did they time. need a subpoena to collect it? Not really sure, but uh, it was the first subpoena I'd ever seen. So, and they were taking it out of my shop, so I was delighted. So, where do we go from here? You're thinking that's it? My life is back to normal? 
Yeah, I mean, there was there was a closing interaction. When they left my shop, um, I kind of made a joke. I said, hey, when this, when this is all over and I write my book, I promise to leave your names out of it. Uh, just I have a kind of a, a bizarre sense of humor sometimes. Uh, one of the agents turned around, though, and said, nothing ever happens to people that don't talk about these things. And that just wait, kind wait, of... Wait, he said, what did he say again? Nothing ever happens to anyone that doesn't talk about these things. So it was a, a thinly veiled threat. And I kind of brushed it off because, again, I was happy that this was out, out of the door. Uh, but it, I was nervous again probably about a couple hours later when they started calling me because they needed tech support to actually access the data. How quickly did they start calling you? A couple hours later. And uh, I thought that that was strange because, in my mind, this thing should have been put in an evidence box and then presented at least in some form to the White House so that they could have it as a defense during the impeachment process. And I was kind of scratching my head is why is this not admitted as evidence? Why am I helping these guys uh, access the data? John, why did you think this needed to be um, seen by the White House to help with the impeachment process? What did you think was on there that would help President Trump in the impeachment process? Well. I had witnessed on the laptop, uh, you know, Hunter was making $550,000 a year off of Burisma, and I figured out why he was getting paid that much money. Which and is why? Which is why? How, what, what did you, why? Why was he being paid that much money? It's, uh, I think Joe Biden described it best when he said, I'm going to withhold a billion dollars unless you fire this guy. It was a pay-for-play scheme. From the very onset, I... I I believe Joe Biden was put into Ukraine strictly for this purpose. He ended up uh, going, like Devin Archer, who was Hunter Biden's business partner, showed up at the White House like days before Joe Biden announces that he's going to be the point man for the Ukraine. His, uh, Devin had just gotten a job with Burisma. Uh, a month later, Hunter's now on the board of Burisma. And being on the board of Burisma is a reward. So I had to go and look back and see actually what was Hunter doing to get a reward for being on Burisma? And it was access to the State Department, access to the White House. Uh, you know, Nicole, I needed a visa. Hunter got on the visa. It was it was a blatant pay for play scheme. And this, so, this was during, but this was during the Obama years. He had this access. You're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So when the when the impeachment started, it was all based on a whistleblower's phone call, or over. You know, listen to a phone call between Trump and Zelensky, the Ukrainian president, where Trump was asking Zelensky for information on what the former administration was truly doing in Ukraine. And I think he had every right to ask that question. And especially considering that Zelensky was made president by essentially Igor Kolomoisky, who was Hunter's business partner. So the, the relationships over there were so intertwined. And, I mean, it's, there's a reason why I believe the, uh, the Obama administration chose the Ukraine to make a lot of money because the corruptness in there just makes it so accessible. So did you reach out to the White House and tell well, what you had? I, I felt that the Justice Department was the first line. When the impeachment hearing for the trial actually happened, I was just... My, my jaw was on the floor because I was fully expecting this laptop to be come up and exonerate the president, and it didn't. And then I realized that if the FBI had no 
intention on submitting this laptop to the president, then they probably have absolutely no intention on keeping me safe. Their agenda had nothing to do with my safety. It seemed to be more about protecting Biden's. So that's when I went back to my father, again, a retired colonel of 31 years, and he enlisted my uncle, another retired colonel in the Air Force, and they started knocking on uh, doors of congressmen. And unfortunately, because of the the rise of Russian disinformation and everything that has to be looked at through the optics of this another plot in the Kremlin, uh, they got the door slammed in their face. Nobody would listen to our cries for help because paranoia. They didn't want to get wrapped up in another conspiracy or another something that would embarrass or be a potential hoax or, or something along those lines. So uh, we tried for about until midsummer to try to get people's attention. And uh, ultimately, out of frustration, I said, I basically traded fear for courage, and I decided to reach out to Rudy Giuliani's office, because if I tried the Justice Department, no luck, tried Congress, no luck, then it was the executive branch. So I reached out to Rudy Giuliani's office because he was a lawyer for the president, and I was uh, I got the call returned by Bob Costello, who's Rudy's lawyer, uh, and then on August 28th, I mailed them a copy of uh, the drive. And uh, that was that was basically it. My my involvement up until that point was over. I had done my due diligence. I had made sure that this had gotten to some level of government that seemed to care. And uh, and I felt like my work was done. Unfortunately, uh, October 14th happened and my name was leaked. And then it changed forever. Who leaked your name? Uh, unfortunately, the New York Post, when they ran the story, they showed uh, the a copy of Hunter Biden's paperwork that he had signed, and uh, they had blurred out everything except for this little tiny mention of my shop in the fine print. And so it didn't take long for people to figure out, oh, that's the Mac shop in Wilmington, Delaware, and and then it was over. And what happened when that happened? When that information got out, what started happening? Your phone started ringing, people showing up at your shop, threatening you. What happened? Well, uh, at first I started to get a lot of uh, very upset people calling. Um, Pretty, pretty upset people. I mean, they said some pretty nasty things. Uh, but then it started to taper off by about 9 o'clock, 9.30 in the morning, because uh, social media and mainstream media just put the kibosh on the whole thing, and they shut it down. And I still had customers coming into the shop, even though I had a police officer parked in front of my store, even though there was rotten food thrown at my shop, people still kept coming in saying, what's going on? Because they had no idea. And I didn't feel like explaining it. So after a couple weeks of dealing with that and dealing with uh, very upset people trying to get a hold of me, uh, I thought it was the best that I just close the shop and then get out of town. So have you, when you say close the shop, is your is your business still there, ready to be opened at any point? Or when you say close your shop, you cleaned out your space and your business is done? Business is done. Yeah, no, once the word got out, the general consensus is, is nobody will ever trust you again to touch their computer. You're a Russian asset, you're a spy, you're a hacker, you're a thief, you're a criminal. And in the technology world, if you can't be trusted with people's property, then you're ruined. Do you regret having done anything? Uh, so far, the only regret I have is I think that when I went to the FBI, I probably should have gone to Rudy Giuliani's office at the same time. I, I think that that might have been more effective. But 
again, I feel like these systems are in place for a reason. And when you when you subvert the system, then you might as well give up on the system. Does anyone else has anyone else interviewed you on television? Or I, I, I'm so busy running this network 24/7 that I don't oftentimes see much outside this network. So forgive me for the question, but have you been interviewed on Fox News or any other outlets like that? Uh, I've, I've initially when this all started, uh, my my lawyer did a really good job of putting a wall around me, and just so to get over the initial shock of everything. And then as things started to kind of calm down and I needed a way to defend my actions, uh, I started making some news appearances. Um, recently though, it's kind of been elevated. I think uh, a couple things, the fact that mainstream media is finally admitting that I'm not a Russian spy, uh, that has definitely helped. Uh, and then the good news for me is on uh, Monday, I ended up uh, having my book put on Amazon. So when you say uh, your book, you wrote a book. Yeah. When I realized uh, that trying to defend myself in the court of law uh, with my lawsuit against Twitter, because they labeled my actions hacking, and that's basically a, a, a death sentence in the tech world is that you get labeled a hacker. Uh, so that was, I went after Twitter to, to you know, because they, they defamed me. And unfortunately, uh, the judge in the case, an Obama-appointed judge, threw the case out with prejudice and then awarded Twitter the $175,000 legal fees. So that pretty much knocked the wind out of me, and I was I, I was pretty convinced at that point in time the only way I'm ever going to let the American people know what really happened was if I sat down and I wrote a book, and I did. Uh, and then I knocked out 66,000 words in about five weeks, so that's a Good example when you're under pressure and taking taking a lot of stress and anxiety. And so did you? I'm guessing you got an editor and they edited it. and You went through the whole process and put out a a, a professional book. Uh, it was tough at first because initially, I think there was two things that were happening. I think a people just didn't believe me, so I would reach out to publishers and literary agents and I would kind of Google to see how this world works because I've never been in part of this world. And uh, nobody was returning my calls. I wasn't getting any feedback. I figured it was one of two things. Either nobody cared or because I got slaughtered by Twitter, that if, if, they, if anybody that brought me on, their Twitter account would be dead. You know, everybody saw what happened to the New York Post. The New York Post had their Twitter account frozen for two weeks over that story. So I, I, I couldn't tell. And then I had a lucky break. Uh, I got a phone call in December of 2021 uh, from... Uh, Fox Nation, and they were doing a, uh, a documentary on who is Hunter Biden, and they wanted me to come on for that. Did you? And, mm -hmm, yep. Uh, and that was that was interesting. Uh, the uh, what what helped me the most out of that was uh, I was able to make a connection with Miranda Devine, who had wrote the Laptop from Hell, and I had always thought if there was going to be a men I, I don't want to say mentor, but somebody that has already dealt with the subject matter, has already gone through the, the, the paces of getting this a book published that she might be able to help me out. So luckily I was able to make contact with her and then I had an article run on uh, in the uh, New York Post about how I've been attacked by federal and state agencies over my actions and then next thing you know I'm talking to an editor or talking, talking to a publisher and 
and I have a book. So What's I, the, I'm Logan, let's put his name and everything underneath underneath him. I just sent you a text with all that in it. Um, John, what's the name of your book? Then get it on Amazon. Yep, it's on, on Amazon. It's called American Injustice. Okay. And I know that kind of sounds a little ego, but it's not for me. It's not my injustice. It's the it's the fact that the media that we trust, the social media that we rely on, federal agencies that we depend on, all colluded together to stop a story that has real consequences and and real. And one of those consequences happened to be destroying my life. Has so, the federal has the yeah, wow has the federal government threatened you? Uh, the IRS sent me a bill for fifty eight dollars from twenty sixteen. So that's my accountant friend told me that that's usually when they want to let me know that they're looking, but they haven't really found anything yet. So I'm lucky for that. Uh, uh, no other federal agencies have reached out to me. Uh, I definitely have a lot of questions for the FBI. Um, and not surprised that they're not reaching out to me. I think that uh, they had enough of me back in 2019. Tell me what you, what's the most damning evidence that you saw on that laptop related to the influence onto Hunter and maybe thus his father and the whole family in relation to say China? Well, so the, the thing is, is I didn't really look, when it became my property, what was in the news is what I cared about. And what was in the news was Burisma. And I focused my attention on Burisma. I saw a lot of money exchanging hands. There was a, one thing that I thought was odd was Hunter got a million dollar uh, legal contract, but it was addressed directly to him and not the law firm Hunter was working for at the time. So it kind of looked like a side deal. Uh, but that was, China wasn't really my focus. My focus was ultimately what was going to impeach the president of the United States. And that was the, the questionable dealings in, in the Ukraine. And the most damning one that I saw was that information was coming directly from the White House. Uh, a company called Blue Star Strategies was actually hired by Hunter and Devin to facilitate the transfer of any information pertaining to Ukraine, the vice president's travel schedules. Basically, as far as I'm concerned, and I checked with my father, you know, these are confidential pieces of information. This is state information and state secrets that were being transmitted in the open air by Blue Star to private Ukrainian citizens. And it struck me odd because it was all coming out of the White House. It wasn't coming out of the vice president's office. What does that so, tell you? What does that tell you? Well, it tells me that uh, I, I would be curious to see if Blue Star wasn't uh, doing some kind of deal with other members of uh, that administration. Uh, it just seemed like it was getting a little little close to Obama. Do you think Obama and Hunter had any business deals together? No, I, I think I think Hunter had been the bag man for so long that that's, that's the way he kept it. He kept a good distance. He kept his, never mentioned his father by name, but it was always uh, my guy or the big guy. So... It's, uh, I, I don't think there would have been that close of an involvement. And again, I don't like to speculate in the tech industry because it's dangerous and expensive. Uh, I just thought it was really strange that this information was coming directly from the White House to private Ukrainian citizens. What, what do you think about that now that the uh, Biden regime is doing what they're doing in Ukraine? How do you think it all fits together with what you found? Well, I... I'm very, I mean, my heart breaks for the Ukrainian people. Uh, they had to endure so much under communist rule for so long. 
and then 30 years ago they finally get a chance to get on their own and they get stuck with corrupt Ukrainian oligarchs that basically control the country just like their former Soviet masters did. So the Ukrainian people I, I just weep for because they went through this in 2014. Uh, the pro-Russian Ukrainian president got ousted. Russia had to invade to protect eastern Ukraine. It sounds very familiar to what's going on, and a lot of the players are the same. And so it, it, back then, you know, the IMF poured $18.5 billion in the Ukraine. $5 billion of that went to the energy sector, which was divvied up amongst the Ukrainian oligarchs, especially at Burisma, that controlled that sector. So, and then Hunter was hired to protect that money, so they didn't have to give it back. And I, I just, I look back now, or I look now, and think back, and there's a lot of money pouring right once again back into Ukraine. And I just hate to see the suffering of people knowing that this is just a cash cow for others. Where do you, where do you go from here, John? Well, uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of interviews to try to sell my book. Um, How is it doing, by the way? How's the sales? I have no idea. It's pre-order. Uh, there's some, apparently some supply chain issues. Paper isn't made in America anymore. I, I'm not exactly sure on the logistics of it, but uh, it, it's going to be, it's scheduled to be released on November 22nd. We're hoping for something a little sooner than that. I would love for something to come out before uh, the elections. Um, and until then, I'm going to continue to do what I have been doing for the better part of the last two and a half years, and that is I need to get this word out. There's too much of the country still identifies me as either a hoax, a Russian, or some myth that the right drummed up right before the election. So, so and, if I'm hearing you correctly, John, part of your mission here is to try to get your reputation back. Yeah, I mean, I, I stopped caring about what people cared or said about me a long time ago. It's, for me, it's, I don't, and I told Bob Costello this when I gave him the drive. I understand that I could lose everything, and I would be okay with that as long as there was justice. And justice back then felt like, you know, that the American people would understand that we didn't need to go through this nation's third impeachment or have to endure that embarrassment, that national embarrassment, um, that we can't trust our social media and our mainstream media, just because we can buy and sell them on the stock exchange uh, doesn't mean that we have control. And the, and the simple fact that I had my eyes open on October 14th and the fact that we already have state-run media and we're closer to socialism than we probably ever have been in this country. You're, you're absolutely right about that. We don't even know it. We're not aware of it because we get Twitters and tweets and, you know, we're, we're engaged in these things, but they're not... They're not what they say they are. What was the They're most not... sh shocking thing that you saw in this laptop or on this laptop? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't like talking about uh, this, the sensational stuff. It's, it's gross and it's inappropriate and it's not anything that I wanted to look at. And if I could have done it differently, if I could have cloned the drive or done a forensic copy of the drive or a block copy so that I could have just flicked the switch and let the computer copy everything over, trust me, I would have because my retinas hurt from looking at a lot of that stuff. <laughs> so you're but, telling me every you had to look at every picture and move it over? 
not every, but I would copy a folder, and if the folder was complete, then I'd let it go. But a lot of times, the computer would shut down in mid-transfer, and I'd have to go back in and be like, all right, did this file complete? And I'd have to look at the file to see if it was intact. If it was, and I'd move on to the next one. So it, it, it was unfortunate. And trust me, if it wasn't a liquid damage computer, I would have tra handled it completely different. But the way Apple makes these products non-repairable and non-upgradable, it was lucky I got anything off of it in the first place. Have you ever heard from Hunter again? No, I heard from his lawyer, though. Uh, the day before October 14th, so October 13th, about 10 minutes before I closed, I had no idea the Post was coming out with the story at all. I had been kind of in the dark for a while. And I get a phone call, and it's a guy. It's like, yeah, I'm George Maceris. I'm Hunter Biden's lawyer. He thinks he left a computer with you back in 2017. Do you still have it? And I remember what the FBI told me to say if anybody came looking for the laptop. Because the FBI was very explicit with the instructions. They said, if anybody representing Hunter comes asking for the laptop, stall them. Tell them that the laptop is in an off-site location. Uh, you'll have to check your records and go to visit that location the next day. So give you 24, 48 hours to retrieve the product. And that's what I told them. And then the FBI said they would return the computer with me. I just had to call them right away. That kind of also clued me in. It's like, why should I be able to call the FBI and they would immediately return Hunter Biden's laptop? So I, call, I told George uh, that uh, the laptop was offsite and give me a day. And then I hung up the phone. Or I asked him to send me an email because I wanted confirmation that he is who he says he is. And he did, so I have that. And then I immediately called Bob Costello and said, what the hell do I do? Because <laughs> Hunter Biden's lawyer just called me. And I was shaking like a leaf because Hunter's lawyer was like, so are you still on the backside of Trolley Square? It was very geographically specific. And that got me super nervous. So I didn't go home that night. I actually went to a friend's house and I crashed on her couch. I, there was no way in hell I was going back to my house. And, and Bob Costello told me just that, you know, nothing can be done. That ship sailed and, you know, everything will be all right. So, and it is. I'm still alive. <laughs> well, I didn't know what the next sentence was going to be, but that, this, that is good news. You don't wake up dead, right? So, yeah. um, John, um, what do you think is going to happen to Hunter Biden? Do you think that he'll be indicted? You know, I know this sounds horrible, but I could care less. Hmm. Um, for me... This battle has turned into a battle to make sure that this doesn't happen again, that the tools that we're given aren't abused, that there is an influence in places where there shouldn't be influence. And it, for me, this was never actually about Hunter. I mean, I check, I normally charge $200 for data recovery. I charge them 85. Why? Granted, Why? Why did you do that, John? Because I felt bad for him. I thought I was doing him a favor. He, he was a mess when he showed up at my shop both times. And he, I, I thought that he just needed his dead brother's stuff off the computer. So 85 bucks is my standard rate. And, uh, and even now to this day, I, I think that I, I, I hope that the media and everybody that wants to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop wants to talk about the, the, real, the real crime. And that is the, the blocking of the story, uh, the pay for play from the administration, it doesn't have to do with some messed up kid and his drug and sex habits. It really, it really shouldn't be about that. And I really don't want it to be about that because then 
then you lose the bigger picture that we have national security concerns that we're just ignoring. We have a State Department that let turn a blind eye and let Hunter Biden rake in millions. Uh, we have federal agencies that go out of their way to protect the elite. And there's a two-tiered system of justice. This is what people should know about the Hunter Biden laptop. They shouldn't care about the porn or the salaciousness. It's, it's not what's important. I think, I think you're right. I don't really care about all the salacious details as much as I'm concerned about the national security threats. And has our White House been compromised by a family or an individual acting as a bagman on behalf of the family whose father is the president? I mean, those are fair questions to ask of any citizen, aren't they? Absolutely. So let me ask you in closing here with a few minutes left, John, um, I'm gonna have you give the name of the book again in a minute. Folks can get a pen and get ready to write it down and do a pre-order and should be an interesting read and help John at the same time. Um, Tell me about this 450 megabytes that's floating around. What are your thoughts of that? on that? Well, uh, there is uh, rumors that somebody's out in Switzerland who has claimed to have recovered an additional 450 gigabytes. Oh, gigabytes. Data off the, off the Hunter Biden laptop that, or a copy of the Hunter Biden hard drive that came from my possession. And the problem I have with that, and again, I'm not saying he's lying. I'm just saying that he's got, it has to have come from somewhere else. Uh, there's an iCloud. We all have heard about Hunter Biden and his laptops. He left one of the therapist. He has one that he thinks the Russians took. So it's not unheard of for him to leave these electronic devices scattered around. So I have no doubt that whatever this gentleman is doing out in Switzerland, he's researching contents of a Hunter Biden device. But he didn't find it on the device that was in my custody. And the and what's amazing is, is the FBI can to prove this instantly. If you look at the subpoena that was submitted to me uh, for the equipment, on that subpoena is the serial number for the computer. And if you run the serial number through Apple's serial number database, it comes back as that computer shipped with a 256 gig drive. I was successful in recovering 220 gigabytes of data. That leaves, if you add apps and, and this operating system, less than 20 gigs of blank space where there would be the potential of the leader files to be recovered. Hold just, just one second. Hold that, hold that music for just one second. Um, so you're saying how could you have 450 gigabytes when, you're, when your total ability is how much on that? On 256 is total and already 220 have been recovered. So again, this guy is saying that there's 450 gigs coming from my drive. I'm not doubting that it's coming from a drive, just not mine. Okay, so what, what, what about um, the laptop? How much of the laptop is out there? If, you were, if someone were to go out and try to find the contents of the laptop that you had, is it out there somewhere to be found on the dark web or somewhere? Well, uh, there, there's stuff that has been reported on, and a lot of that I can confirm is legitimate. Is uh, legitimate? There, there is a lot that has been put out there. A lot, Who put it out there? Oh, uh, I mean, you see it. Grassley's put out some things. Uh, people are mentioning the the relationship with um, uh, Hunter and his daughter, explaining how he, he's never going to make her give him half his salary like he does with Pops. You know, yep. those, 
these kind of emails here, the big guy, 10% goes to the big guy. Those things have been trickling out over time. Are those legit? Uh, I, I can confirm that I've seen a lot of those emails. What I haven't seen is the reported sensational stuff that is part of this 450 gigabytes, this 80,000 new images that could depict some very sensitive material. Uh, again, my biggest concern and what I've been fighting for for the past two and a half years is to protect and preserve the integrity of this. Did you see I, documents with, with, with Biden's signature or anything like that? No. Did you see wire transfers or anything like that? I did see a lot of money, but it was usually going to the bag man. So you didn't see anything that directly implicates Joe Biden? Um, only when referring to the big guy. And again, Hunter was very careful about not putting his father's name in writing. So, Have you been contacted by the Grass Senator Grassley or his committee? Uh, no. Do you, do you think you would be called to testify at a congressional hearing? Uh, I don't know why I would need to. I, I, I was just the, the, the delivery boy for the most part. Right. Um, right. I mean, if the, muddies, uh, if the water gets so muddy that it's no longer able to confirm and, and therefore utilize the evidence on that laptop because it, the, the waters have been so muddy, uh, then I would definitely be willing to take that, the copy that I gave to my father before we even approached the FBI. The copy he was supposed to give the FBI back in October of 2019, but the FBI turned down. This is the, this is the purest copy that there is. There so is you, the have a, you have a, another copy that's secure and in a safe place? That hasn't been circulating for over a year and a half, yes. So, that's so, the so the implication is there's a lot of stuff circling out there that's fake. Yes. There, is that well, being circulated as fake, you think, to discredit the real stuff? Yes. I, 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 that's the only thing that makes sense to me, is that if you, and we've seen this motive of apparatus before where, you know, there's, a, there's something going on over here, we'll make up a fake thing over here, and it'll all be grouped into another conspiracy theory. Absolutely. Uh, John, if you had your shop for 10 years, you must have been successful. I do hope you eventually can find your way back to once again owning a shop and getting on with your life and getting it back to where it was. You, you think that's going to happen? Well, I hope I can regain, regain the trust of everybody that I've lost trust with. Why I do you think you've lost trust? That, that part, I guess I don't understand. Why, why, would I, why would I be afraid to bring a laptop to you to fix? It does, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't understand why you think you've done something wrong or that would make people not trust you to, well, as a shop owner? I don't think I've done anything wrong, but there's still a large portion of the population that thinks I either took a huge payout, I, I, I did a, even uh, was a stooge for Russia or a, a Putin stooge, um, that somehow I did this because I'm a diehard Trump right-wing nutjob fanatic, which I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm just pretty much just your average conservative that loves his country. And, you know, until until I can convince the other half of the country, I will always I tried to open up a shop in Colorado doing service just to make some money and, and do what I love to do, which is help people with their products. And uh, the first day I had a, a Facebook page up, somebody posted, don't trust this guy, he'll sell your data. So I can't hide from it until I can prove my innocence and prove that I did the right thing. And I, I hope that the book will help with that. I hope that the more I come on and explain my story will help. And if uh, if we win in 
in November, then hopefully there'll be some proper investigations that won't be hindered by political bias. Yeah, well, my heart goes out to you, and I think that of my entire audience goes out to you, John. And I'm sorry you've gone through this. You didn't ask for it. You didn't ask for Hunter to walk in there, apparently, right? He just came in on his own free will, right? Yeah. And and you got put in a situation that could happen to any shop owner, Uh, but it was you. And so I... I tell you, I, I have compassion for what you've been through, and I pray that all the best for you, and and hope that you can get your life back, and and that your speaking out as well as your book helps to awaken Americans to the truth about what really happened. I want you to mention your book again so that people can go get a pre-order. Yep, it's um, available on Amazon. It's called American Injustice, and uh, I just want to add that I have received, even though half the country thinks I'm a Russian disinformation campaign, the other half of the country has been so supportive. I, I really can't tell, I, I, I don't know where I'd be right now if I hadn't had the support that I've received from everybody. It was, it's been phenomenal. Well, I, I am glad to hear that. I'm not shocked. I think the country is pretty well divided. Uh, so I guess my advice would be Get on with your life, open your shop, and ignore the ignore the people that want to bring you down and do business with the people that want to do business with you, and everybody else can go pound sand, because I think no matter what you do today, half the country is going to be against you. Take it from a well, guy who sits at a news desk <laughs> and is on 60 station, radio stations every day. <laughs> you're, you're never going to be liked by probably half the country, no matter who you are in this day and age. Well, I don't think I'm done fighting, so when I'm done fighting, I'll, I'll, I'll focus my attention on getting a shop. Good. List, list, list the book one more time so we can go find it. American Injustice. And then just look under your name, John Paul Isaac, right? John Paul Mac Isaac. I'm Scottish. John Paul Mac Isaac. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> John. John Paul Mac Isaac. Well, again, thank you for your courage to come forward, to speak, to write your book, to tell your story. And thank you for telling your story tonight on the Lindell Report. I talked to Mike Lindell just a few minutes ago, and he uh, he could not be here tonight, but he, he was very aware I was going to have you on, and uh, we're both thankful that you came on his show tonight and on his network to talk, tell your story. Well, thank you. Please reach out to us through your uh, our mutual friend. If you need more airtime or need to get another message to the American people, you just use that contact that we, uh, our mutual friend, and we'll get you back on here, okay? I really appreciate that. Thank you very much, and happy Easter. Thank you. Same to you, and tell your father thank you for his service to our country. I will. Thank you, Cheers. John. Thank you. All right, John checking in. Again, I hope you'll check out his book and get a pre-order. And uh, I'm, 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 I want to get a copy. I'm interested to read it. Well, that's a very interesting show, and we'll get that up on Lindell TV later uh, tonight so you can share that with your family and friends. And again, if you appreciate what we're doing here, vital we have your support. Lindell TV is made possible because of your support. So please go to MyPillow.com. Use the promo code L66. Now, look, I'm six minutes over into my own news report, so I did it to myself tonight. Uh, but I felt like that was such a, an important and exclusive interview uh, that we needed to uh, finish up and, and uh, let him finish telling his story. So with that, we'll conclude. Mike is out tonight on business. We look forward to having him back with us next week. And then, of course, uh, the Worldview Report comes up, and then I'll be back live at 730 Central with Brandon House Live, some very important guests tonight. And, uh, again, people using this outlet to tell the American people well, some things they need to know. Sadly, some families tonight are hurting, and uh, their parental authority is under attack, and the life of people are under attack, and, uh, well, but by the grace of God, there go us, right? So you need to hear what's happening to them, because it can happen to any of us, as we look to use this outlet as a platform to help the American people, 
as we fight to keep faith, family, and freedom intact. Till next time, I'm Brandon House. Thanks for watching the Lindell Report. On behalf of Mike Lindell, I am Brandon House. Take care. You're watching Lindell TV.